0: Plushcare.com
1: slash The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Always at this time of the year, middle to end of January, the, the wallet is lighter than it was a month ago, considerably lighter. And the pants is just a little bit tighter of course it is Christmas and New Year we, we tend to overdo it slightly so I was trying to shed those couple of kilos they picked up over Christmas and yeah you can go down to a gym and you can bait the hell out of yourself on a on a what do you call them walking machine elliptical exercise machine whatever um, or you can pound the roads or you can push weights or you can go swimming or you can do lots of stuff that you normally wouldn't do But you can also just watch what you're eating and look at what you're eating. And without being full, or sorry, without being hungry, you can actually eat better things. Um, Like pick better better cuts of chicken, better cuts of meat, more vegetables. Uh, And in a minute I'll take a look at what they do around the world to maybe watch their health and watch their weight and watch their diet and nutrition. But uh, Jack the Chef from Ireland AM joins me because they did their whole breakfast show, Virgin Media, did their whole Ireland AM show from the Opera House this week. And of course, Jack had to be involved. And you introduced them something to something called Duck a la Tanora. Come on now, <laughs> Duck. Like I'm sure you had to tell them first, because anyone outside of the county bounds has to be told what Tenora is to start with.
2: Morning, Jack. Good morning, PJ. PJ, I actually had to send them a mood board of what Tenora was. A little bit of snippet from Wikipedia, links to their, links to different uh, Google photos of, of bottles of Tenora to be like, this is something from Corky, you probably have never heard of it, and I'm going to cook duck in it. <laughs> Look, it was funny and it was delicious, so it's not all that matters really.
1: Yeah, I'll get the recipe off you in a minute, but duck, is duck a healthy meat, for example, Jack?
2: Ah, no, look, not necessarily. It wouldn't be, no. Um, look, the way I look at kind of healthy eating and stuff, I'm not a great example as a chef, but over the years I've had the absolute pleasure of working with some jeepers phenomenal um, nutritionists. Um, a lady named Ashton Larkin, you'd see her on the 6 o'clock show on Virgin Media. Uh, she's an absolute great nutritionist. And another one, Urbinski, um nutrition, my nutrition, or nutrition with Neve on Instagram, she's called. Both have two completely different approaches to healthy eating and stuff, but like, to make... <laughs> Duck wouldn't be the healthiest of meats. It's high in fat. Mm. But like from what I've learned from working closely with nutritionists, the key to healthiness is sustainability and to be able to sustain a healthy diet for the rest of your life. It's not just something that you force upon yourself in January by eating bland mush and grain that gets stuck in your teeth and all these different seeds like an old robin outside in the wall. You know, Mm. you've got to eat stuff that you enjoy eating. It has to be healthy. You know, the key to healthy eating is moderation. You know, um, and that's what I always say. If you want to have duck, if you crave duck, eat duck. Just don't serve it with a big, massive bowl of mashed potato with tons of cream and butter going through it. No matter how tasty it's going to be, mm. serve it with maybe some nice spiced brown rice. Do you know, do an Asian style duck and pancakes. Something a bit more lighter, a bit more um, kind of easier on the uh, on the stomach and lower in carbs, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I always kind of try when it comes to healthy stuff. You know. I don't go out of my way to write like a healthy recipe. I'll just structure my dinner plate or I'll visualize my dinner plate in a kind of a specific way. And I only make little changes to what I would normally have. Let's say I wanted spaghetti bolognese mm. tonight, but I wanted to kind of lose weight if there was something coming up or just wanted to kind of set off in a new kind of lifestyle. I just make little changes. We're
1: big spaghetti bolognese fans in Coogan Towers. What would you put into
2: the bolognese to sort of make it a little less of a sin? So I'd swap the normal white pasta for brown pasta, right? That's one change. It's a very, very, very easy way of, I wouldn't say, I, would, I don't like to say losing weight quickly because that's very unhealthy as well, uh, and it's bad for your mental health. And Remember that as well. When you're eating healthy, your head also needs to be healthy at the same time, not just your body. But um, brown pasta, really, really easy, whole grain, helps uh, kind of higher in fiber. Mm. Uh, it's, Does it and not it just, taste it like shredded cardboard? Look, no, when you serve it with a, a with a wet pasta like a bolognese, it won't. And the other thing is, then the bolognese, then, like, don't be worrying about turkey mints, chicken mints, or all these low-fat minces, right? St- kit, stick the to, stick to beef mints. Just get your steak beef mints, beef mints that maybe has, like, 5% fat in it rather than the, the really, really, if you notice, the cheapest mints in the supermarket has yeah. about 20% fat in it, which that's an incredibly high level of fat. Like, that's... that's 20%. That's a lot. It's perfect for burgers and stuff, for big greasy burgers but for bolognese it's not so good especially when you're trying to be healthy. So try and keep the fat content low of the mince and then keep with your cans of tomatoes, your good quality tomatoes and so on. Loads of garlic, loads of onions, loads of celery. Cook that off first. Get your meat in, brown it off add your one or two cans of good quality chopped tomatoes or uh, tomato passata or whatever, Mm. cook it down, a little bit of honey or maple syrup to sweeten, a bit of salt, and that's it. Those
1: those chopped tomatoes in the tins, Jack, are they not loaded up
2: with sugar and salt? They are, you see, but the the thing is, you still need sugar and salt in your diet, and the amount that's in those cans, especially if, if you have two to three people kind of having a bolognese one can is enough the amount of sugar that's in that it's not going to set you off the Richter scales you know it's not yeah. going to put on three stone of, of fat it's it's the it's the five packets of M&M's when you're sitting down in front of the TV <laughs> at night that's what's going to do the damage <laughs> do you know what I mean And people blame the bolognese and the, and the bit of sugar in the tomatoes keep eating your dinners as normal make Gu- simple guilty changes. judge guilty like guilty just swap the easiest step PJ. I know this is a hard thing to do but you set have a challenge for a week and watch, just watch your progress. Just cut out the snacking, right? Change all your, your chocolatey sweet treats. Change milk chocolate to dark chocolate. And then for your dinners, just simple as change white carbohydrates to brown carbohydrates. So instead of your standard rooster potato, your carp pink or whatever, go sweet potato. Instead of white rice, go brown rice. Instead of white pasta, go brown pasta. Instead of sliced, white sliced pan, go brown bread. And just, just watch the difference. The higher fiber is way better for you, tons better for you. It fills you up, so you feel fuller for longer. Yeah. Um, you tend to have more energy as it releases more energy slowly, slower throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, just, it's just, that's something that I'd always follow. Um, the Canadians actually have a great way of teaching this in schools. Um, they have almost, they put up pictures of plates on the walls of schools and how your place for your lunch or dinner should be structured. And they believe in a rule of quarters. So two quarters of a plate is fruit and vegetables, no matter what your dinner is. Okay. Two quarters of that plate has to be fruit or vegetables. One quarter, brown wholemeal carbohydrates. So that's your brown rice is your quinoa and so on. And then the the last quarter of the plate is is protein. But that protein can be high fat proteins like salmon or mince or whatever could be sausages. Doesn't matter because you need that fat in your life as well. If you cut out all fats, you're going to feel that you're kind of slow or you don't have as much energy because like likes of fat and stuff in food, especially good natural fats are in salmon or in chicken legs and duck and so on. That's like petrol for the human body. Yeah. This is the thing whereby you should never...
1: I heard the term over Christmas time, Jack, and I'd never heard it before. If you are trying to clean up your diet for one to a better age, don't villainize any food group
2: because we need them all. Hundred percent, PJ. Thank you. That like it's too early in the morning enough for me. Typical <laughs> chef. I can't come up with the, those kind of inspirational sentences. But that's it. And like as I'm going to say again, like when you when you're trying to be healthy, it's not just about your body and your appearance. What's on, going on in the inside, inside in your noggin, mm. or inside in the body as well, is so much more important than your appearance. If you lose it above in the noggin there's no point you know what I mean and by people starving themselves and eating cardboard stuff that makes themselves miserable they're not going to stick at it they're just going to do it for two to three weeks lose a ridiculous amount of weight too quickly that's not sustainable and yeah. it's all going to balloon back again once you go back on the pints in the pub do you know what I mean
1: Kate makes a point and I don't know is it truth or myth and she's voicing it she said what would you recommend for young families on a tight budget because some of it sounds expensive there's a belief out there Jack that the
2: healthy stuff is way dearer than the gunk. Look, and if you were to follow social media trends and the stuff that you see on, on social media or on TV, that the kind of, let's say, that the celebrity chefs and like myself and stuff promote, yes, it can be because we don't look at food. As it's an expense, it's an investment in your waistline. You know what I mean? Mm. So we don't like. I wouldn't look at a bag of five euro ingredient and go, "That that's expensive." I just go, "Oh, delicious." But yes, they can be right. However, um, you know, like a bag of brown rice in your local supermarket is in around the same price as the bag of white rice. Okay. The bag of brown passes. You don't have to go organic. Yes, organic is better, and it's good to know that a farmer or producer put tons of effort into their products to make it organic it's it's a good thing to know when you're eating it but doesn't make it any more healthy yeah. scientifically i suppose um you know and once that label goes on a product it jumps up in price by 200 yeah. percent. so you don't have to go for the really fancy stuff the name black brands you know your normal budget ingredients is completely fine you know um and as i said just make simple changes we're, we're, we're big what, fans of rice in in our house we eat
1: quite a lot of rice i Particularly, I, I I even prefer it to spuds on three or four or five different dishes a week if I had it. But the problem with brown rice, Jack, is it? It's like eating the bottom of a budgie's cage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, all right, it doesn't mush up as well. Look, and it and you know what? As well, I notice in the evening, especially when you come home from work and you're tired, it takes a lot longer to cook. It does, yeah, a lot longer to cook. You know, can you can you prepare it in a way that won't? Um, not necessarily. No, look. Can you steep the, it like the way I have it? I'm not proud of it. I actually use the microwavable stuff quite a lot, and I know that's awful for a chef to say. But I've I've such little time at home that it's either it's either use a bag of microwave of rice or go to the chipper that's my options because you know, like <laughs> if you're if you're willing if you need to get at least six hours sleep I have to have something in me within five minutes of arriving in the door yeah. you know so it, it, I have to settle for the, the bags of microwave of rice and I usually use the the brown ones or the mixed grain one that will have like quinoa and stuff going through it so you're getting a mix of different grains um, but no, you're 100% right. Um, what I find with the microwave stuff, though, because it's so cooked, and then when you recook it again, it's even softer. You know, yeah. it's less bitty than the stuff that you cook yourself. Um, I, my rule with kind of brown rice is in particular, I do. let's say you take one mug of brown rice, put it into your cold saucepan, and then I'd put maybe at least three cups of cold water on the top of it. And what I'll always do is, you know when you're like, if you're making like a, a jemison and ginger and you have some lime squeezed uh, and it's spare. Uh, and rather than just throwing it in the bin after you have a juice, take that. I keep those lime scraps in little Ziploc bags in the freezer because they're great for adding flavor to shoes and stuff. Mm. Rather than throw them in the bin and you're reducing food waste and so on. Take one of those lime bits, chuck it into the pot with it. Bring the water up to a boil. So yeah. once it starts bubbling, pop a lid on and then reduce the heat down to like a medium to low and leave it there for about 10 minutes until the water evaporates. It's absolutely amazing. Ooh. And the lime gives the brown rice a bit of flavour. A bit of and of it. Of, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. The other thing with the brown rice is because it has a husk on it. Yeah. If you're serving with a curry or something, the curry flavour doesn't soak into it as well as it does with white rice. That's right. That's right. But and you know you can create that almost like curry baby bowl effect. No, <laughs> that oh, we God, love don't, so don't, much don't, here don't, in your uh,
1: Yeah, I know. I could give
2: an to for that. But so yeah, and you could
1: put a bit like I often put a bit of um, you know these stock blocks. The stock stick them in with the see.
2: rice. Can you put one of those in with the brown rice as well? I love. The oh, bit of, you can. You can, of course, but just be aware as well. Those stock blocks are incredib- have an incredibly high salt content. I was in them. Like that. Some of them, some brands brand themselves as low sodium. I'm thinking of the jelly ones. You know, the jelly ones in the little pouch. Oh yeah, fine. They're they're perfectly they have a normal enough salt content in them. Yeah, pop it in. It yeah. Gives your rice tons and tons of flavour. And even as you're saying, Ireland, yeah, I actually co- I actually cooked my parsnips in a pot of simmering stock, and I just used a stock pot. That's all. Excellent. Pop it into the water, and it gives your veggies tons of flavour in when you're cooking them.
1: Come back, lastly, to the duck a la tenora. Hey, <laughs> you could do it with
2: chicken, I suppose, if you
1: only had chicken around. We're big we're big consumers of chicken thighs in um But duck a la tenora.
2: Tell me more, young man. Oh, look, it was just a bit of fun. I was sitting at home and I was kind of scratching my head because I knew that the outside broadcast was coming. It was a big deal being in Cork, being home. You know, like, I had my back to the streets of Cork where I grew up cooking in all the different restaurants around, like Greens and mccurtain Street. And I could nearly, when I, when I was half asleep yesterday morning, I could nearly turn around and see Jack 10 years ago walking across Patrick's Bridge in the cold and the rain on his way to work after finishing a long day in college. But I just knew it had to be something proper, something good, something funny, um, but also something delicious and easy to do at home. And we were just brainstorming at home. And my sister just said, would you not do something with Tenora? And I went, Tenora, how could I? I thought, oh, what I I do with Tenora? And it, the, the penny just dropped, and I just went, <laughs> to duck a la Tenora. And I just giggled to myself like a, like a toddler that was after doing something bad. And I went, that's it now. And then I spent the next day figuring out how I'm going to do duck a la Tenora.
0: And so it how just, do you do it, it just
2: worked out. So all I did was I just took a, a saucepan, uh, a big saucepan with a lid. Had all my duck legs. Now, I, PJ, you could use chicken legs. Perfectly fine. Or <laughs> This would be epic with a full chicken. and It would be phenomenal with a ham. I know we're out, probably finished with the whole ham now since Christmas. Ooh. But it would be sounds class nice on ham. Sounds nice. Um, but big saucepan. And all I did was I put on a nice medium heat. And then I popped in some cinnamon sticks into that saucepan on kind of nothing else. And toasted the cinnamon a little bit so some flavor came out of it. And then I popped in my duck. Popped in the tenora, popped in a sprig of rosemary, and a sprig of thyme, brought it up to a simmer, popped the lid on it and just left it simmer away for 45 minutes, nice and gentle. Once the duck was really soft and almost falling off the bone, I scooped it out, put it onto an oven tray and popped it into a hot oven uh, at 200 and about 200 degrees Celsius for about 10 to 15 minutes until it was dark and crispy. And that was it. And then I decided to serve it with mashed potato, sautéed parsnips and kale. But like at home. It's endless what you could do with with that duck or chicken or whatever meat you decide to use. Or if you have any listeners out there that are into you're going off doing a bit of hunting at the weekend, finding <laughs> wild food, a pheasant pigeon be phenomenal in <sighs> Absolutely amazing. you know. And I was even thinking yesterday when I was eating it myself, going, some Chinese pancakes with some shredded lettuce, some shredded carrot, uh, and a bit of garlic and ginger and some bean sprouts on a Chinese pancake with the pull duck and some sriracha. Oh, what yeah. What a classic Now you're recipe. talking. And just you... pull the meat off the duck then with a fork. Could
1: you put the tenora... You know the way you make a sauce and you reduce down the ingredients? Could you put yeah. tenora into a sauce and reduce it down?
2: Oh, yeah, you could. You can, of course. Like so, And it's actually good because then you don't need to add sugar because there's enough sugar in it. And if any of those... Uh, I like to call them full-fat soft drinks, the ones with the Coke, not the or not ones with sugar, not with uh, the uh, the sugar-free ones... You can actually put it onto a saucepan and simmer it. And after about maybe 10 to 15 minutes, it'll actually be a syrup because you boil off the water and you <laughs> leave behind the sugar syrup with all that intense flavors inside in it. So you can make some great sauces with it by just reducing it down. I put it onto a hob. Uh, maybe put a, a dash of balsamic vinegar into it just to kind of balance out the, the sweetness because you don't want a sugary, sugary sauce. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, and just reduce it down into syrup and then just finish it off with a little bit of stock of whatever meat you're cooking. So if you're wanted for a chicken dish, just a little bit of chicken stock from a stock you yeah. poured into it and it'll make a delicious kind of... G- Tangerine flavored glaze. But as well as that, if you take Sonora and simmer it down into into like a, a glaze, almost like a honey consistency, and brush it onto your your duck as it's finished roasting your chicken, you have a tenora glazed chicken. Then at home, how more car can you get? And then stuff it with black pudding. <laughs> Jack, this
1: is the problem. I love having you on the show, but every time you're on, I'm sitting here at at the moment now. It's twenty five past ten, and I can eat the top of the table. Always, good, always good to talk to you, Jack O'Keefe, Ireland, AM. Uh, chef. And back in Cork now after many years playing his trade up and down the country. I- I'd love to have that man cook for me. I really would. Oh wait, Paul was on about, on voice note, about an alternative to steak mince. I presume this is like something for bolognese. Go on, Paul. If steak mince isn't available to make a bolognese or anything else like that, get the ordinary mince. When you have cooked it off and getting ready to put all your sauces and your uh everything else into it just pick up the lid of a saucepan that's wide enough to cover half the half the pan pick up the pan stick the lid over it and pour all that fat out into a little cup or a, or a jar and let that set there and it to be thrown out later on the ordinary mince is just as good as tasty and tasty as the statements if you can't get a hold of statements Nice one, Paul. And you could also keep that fat, I suppose, and probably cook the fry in it at the weekend. Which totally defeats the purpose of trying to eat more healthy, but there you go. Corks 96FM